Dr. Deb Schreibman here. What's healthy? We are. We are going to talk about something called regenerative medicine today. And we're going to talk about integrative medicine today and functional medicine today because I think these are three types of medicine that people get really, really confused about. So I really wanted to try to clarify it as best I can for you because it is confusing and it is really difficult. Um, but let's start with regenerative medicine. Um, regenerative medicine is an approach to health that uses your own cells to regenerate, restore function, restore tissue. And there's a couple of different things, um, buzzwords out there today. Um, Platelet-rich plasma, PRP, is one of the things that a lot of people know. Stem cell injections is another one that a lot of people know. And what we do is we sometimes take the cells out of our body, spin them up in a machine, get them ready to go, and then re-inject it into the body. And what it does is it, it stimulates the body to say, oh my goodness, something isn't right there. Let's go in and heal whatever that is. So. What is this good for? Because I get this question all the time. Dr. Deb, what is regenerative? And that's what my patients usually say to me. What is regenerative medicine good for? And it is good for so many different things like ligament issues, muscle and tendon tears, degenerative disc disease, um, scars, issues that we've had from, from past injuries, from current injuries, um, things like bone fractures, it can actually even help with. And you know what's really pretty cool? They're starting to use the research with regenerative medicine with cancers and things like that. So it wouldn't surprise me as we move forward if we start using it with autoimmune diseases and those types of things that are just chronic degenerative stuff that a whole huge amount of the population deals with like I don't know, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, ALS, all of those things that can be really, really debilitating and really, really horrible disease processes. If we can take our stem cells, if we can take our plasma, platelet-rich plasma, and re-inject it and stimulate that healing pro um, process and restore function and restore the body, I think it's a much, much more natural approach. Um, I have a question from Eddie, and Eddie says, how long does regenerative medicine take to work? So Eddie, this is not a very easy question because I think that the answer to that is still really unknown. Um, sometimes it takes two shots, sometimes it takes three shots, sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes three months. Everybody is a little bit different just kind of based on what your baseline is. How healthy are you? How much water do you drink? What kinds of vitamins do you do? Are you uh, someone that exercises regularly or are you someone that's sedentary? So all of these different things really play a role in regenerative medicine, how well it works, how long it takes to get you better. So hopefully that helps teach you what regenerative medicine is. Now, let's talk about functional medicine. Functional medicine is an approach to health where we look at the true underlying cause of a problem, fix that, and then the symptoms go away. So what does that mean in plain English? Let's look at blood sugar. Somebody who has a blood sugar issue, let's just say type 2 diabetic, okay? What happens? You can oftentimes have high blood pressure, oftentimes have high cholesterol, 
oftentimes have thyroid issues, but why? We have to look at the body. We have to do the right tests, figure out what's going on. And then when we fix that, the things like weight gain, hair falling out, itchy skin, insomnia, inability to fall asleep, inability to stay asleep, I gotta go pee at night, waking up in the morning and not feeling good, having low energy throughout the day, crashing in the afternoon, or getting that second wind so you can't go to sleep at night. That is the functional approach to health. Doing the right tests, identifying the true underlying cause of the problem, and then fixing it using gut repair, nutraceuticals, which are pharmaceutical grade supplements, detoxification processes, balancing of hormones, reducing inflammation, and then we get really good, true, optimal health. That's what functional medicine is. Now let's talk about integrative medicine because I think this is really a big buzzword. I think a lot of medical doctors are calling themselves integrative doctors and I get that, but in my, in my world, when I think integrative medicine, I think all different disciplines working together, which why shouldn't we be doing anyway, right? Way more heads and helping our patients is I think the best way to get our patients as healthy as they can be. My office is a true integrative office. I have chiropractic care, I have massage therapy, I have a full lab, we do vitamin IVs, we do vitamin injections, I have a nurse on staff, I have a medical assistant on staff, I have an acupuncturist on staff, I have many massage therapists on staff, I have many chiropractors on staff, I have a medical director who is a medical doctor, so we have the ability to do all kinds of testing. We can give conventional medicine, so let's say you have an ear infection and the natural approach didn't work or it's really bad and we don't want you to lose hearing in your ear, we could get our, our medical doctor to write you a prescription possibly for an ear infection. So to me, that's what the integrative approach to health is, what an integrative medicine is, is when we take all the different types of medicine, put them all together, we happen to be very blessed to have it under one roof so that we can do what's best for our patients and get you optimal health and not just, eh, I feel okay or I'm tired all the time or whatever it is, you're kind of just plugging through the day. We want you to have a quality, healthy, long, long life, not just a long life where you're just trying to survive. We really, really, really want you to thrive. So. I hope that answers your question, Eddie, even though I can't give you a good straight answer on how long it takes for you to get better. And I hope it also clears up for all of you out there the differences between regenerative medicine, functional medicine, and integrative medicine, or the regenerative approach to health, the integrative approach to health, and the functional approach to health. So I hope that helps all of you out there. Now. I want to talk about revenge, bedtime procrastination. This is a fancy, fun kind of word, but this in plain English means for all of you out there, I don't know if you're like me, who are working our butts off and then taking care of our spouses and our families and our homes and our animals, and then we're like, you know what? Because I've been working so hard all day long, I am gonna stay up late tonight, and I'm gonna drink a cocktail, and I'm gonna watch a movie till the very end, and I don't care if I am exhausted the next day. And you know what happens? We just 
boom, shoot ourselves in the foot when we do that. Because this makes it really hard for us to get good quality sleep. It makes it really hard for us to function the next day. So this very exciting revenge bedtime procrastination doesn't really help us very much, right? So do you stay up later than you should just because you need some personal time? Just because you feel like, you know what? I deserve this time no matter what because I have been taking care of my kids and making dinner and cleaning the house and doing the laundry and doing the yard and doing all of these things that I think really, you know, it's just part of life. And then you feel like, for some reason you're, you're cheated, you don't have time to yourself, and I think this goes to balance. We really need balance in our lives so we can feel healthy, so we can feel strong. And I know this phenomenon is a funny name, right? Revenge, procrastination, or revenge, bedtime procrastination, whatever you wanna talk it, but we do have a, uh, however you wanna say it, um, but we do have a question from Violet, and Violet says, I just don't know how to relax at night. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Violet, it's funny because I remember a time when I didn't know how to relax at night either. I would go nuts. I would, you know, do the laundry, 18 loads of it. I would do the dishes. I would vacuum the floor. I would sweep. I would clean everything, dust everything. And then I'd be like, okay, now what am I going to do? And then when it was time to go to bed, I wasn't able to go to bed because I was on overdrive. So there is actually a lot of things that you can do to help calm yourself in the evening, to prepare, prepare yourself for bed, and to get you rested so that you can have a really good next day. Let me give you some of those examples. The first thing is shut off those electronics at least an hour before bedtime. Why do you wanna do it? Well, those blue lights that are coming in from those phones and from those computers and from those televisions, tell your adrenal glands it's daytime. And when your adrenal glands think it's daytime, then it produces cortisol. What is cortisol? A fat storing hormone. So A, you gain weight, and it also is a hormone that's supposed to keep you awake all day long. So then you're like, bing, I can't go to sleep. Or maybe you go to sleep and then boom, you wake back up way earlier than you're supposed to. So if you're that person that wakes up at 2.30 every single night, then this could be a cortisol issue and this could be an issue of you just not shutting down your electronics early enough in the evening. Another thing that you can do is maybe take a nice hot Epsom salt bath or warm bath with things like essential oils like lavender oil in it with some good music, some quiet music, some soft music, some candles lit, just something to quiet you down and get you prepped and ready to, be to go to sleep at night. Um, listen to that music, your favorite music. I don't know what that could be. It could be church music. For me, it's Sting or Seal. Sometimes it's even Dave Matthews, but you want the calming type of music. Um, maybe listen to a book on tape, but make sure if you do that, you turn your phones upside down so that light isn't coming at you so that your adrenals don't pop in and then think, oops, time to wake up. Um, read a book. Do meditation. There's some great apps on the phones these days as well that can give you guided meditation to help you sleep better, to help you calm so that you can get some really good, restful, wonderful sleep. Another thing that you might want to do, and I think this is a big problem with our society today, is go ahead and stop drinking caffeine and stop eating sugar or drinking sugar at two or three in the afternoon. So if you're that person who likes to have a cup of coffee after dinner or if you're that person who just can't 
end the day without having dessert, then maybe you want to think about eating a healthier choice. Maybe an orange, a half of an orange, maybe some fruit, maybe some hot tea that has naturally decaffeinated. Um, that might help you to be able to get better sleep at night. I take something called Natural Calm, and this is um, really actually quite nice, and you can heat it up and have it warm, and it's calm and soothing, and the magnesium and the L-theanine in it helps me, and mine actually has some lavender in it, helps me relax and go to sleep so I get a really good restful sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, I wake up without an alarm. I wake up ready to go, ready to conquer my day, and excited to conquer my day, and not one of those, oh my God, what time is it till I can go home and go back to sleep. Um, don't eat too late. A lot of times if you eat too late at night, then you can get an upset stomach, you can get acid reflux, or it can give you weird dreams. I don't know if you've had those weird dreams, but it can kind of give you those weird dreams. Um, and another one, and this is a really important one. I, I want you to listen very carefully to this. Do not drink too much alcohol. I know a lot of people think, oh, I'm just gonna drink some alcohol and it's gonna help me sleep better at night. Alcohol is actually proven to show that it does not, hear me, does not help you sleep better at night. So if you're drinking too much alcohol and you try to get a good night's rest, oftentimes it is unrestful. You wake up in the morning not feeling great and I think that's really, really an important one because I think a lot of people use alcohol to, you know, as a meditative kind of purpose or a medicinal type of a purpose to quiet everything down and to, um, to help you sleep better. So I hope these things really help you. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, email me at feelbetter@lakepointwellnesscenter.com, or just give me a good old phone call at 770-974-5215. Until next time, love and light health and happiness. Bye-bye.